When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carrying more than one baby creates a higher demand on an expecting mother's body during pregnancy. This often includes tapping into her iron supply, which can result in iron-poor blood for mama and babies. If you're pregnant with twins, should you be concerned? What can you do to prevent this condition? Can it be treated effectively? We're here today with Dr. Wade Schwendeman, a specialist in maternal fetal medicine. Today we're talking about twin pregnancy and anemia. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Well, welcome to Twin Talks. Twin Talks is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Do you have an episode idea for us? Visit the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com for a list of the episodes we've released so far. That's also where you can subscribe to our newsletter to learn about our latest episodes. If you'd like to listen to episodes on the go, then subscribe to Twin Talks on iTunes or download our free apps. Here's Sunny with details on how you can get involved with Twin Talks. All right. So we have some segments that I think all of our listeners will be interested in because we want to get you involved in the show. We're glad that you listen every week, every time we record a new episode, but we also want you to become part of our shows. And the best way to do that, if you're not coming on as one of the parents on our show, is to be part of some of these segments. So you can always go to our website at newmommymedia.com, go to the Twin Talks section, and click on segments for a complete list. But there's a couple that I wanted to highlight right now. So we have a segment called Annoying Twin Comments, and this is your chance to rant and rave (laughs) about your latest trip to the grocery store or sometime you were out in public and someone said the craziest thing to you about your twin. So uh, we know we like to talk about this online and on Facebook and stuff like this in our private group. So we've created a segment for it. So send us your comments about that. Uh, We're also looking for apps that you guys really like. What has helped you as a twin parent, um, better parent or, you know, helped you throughout your twin pregnancy. We know there's a lot of apps out there, but at least my personal experience has been that not all of these apps allow you to put in two or more babies if you're trying to follow things at once. And so what apps have really helped you? Let us know. We'll talk about them on the show and we'll share them with some other parents. So those are a couple ideas, but again, head on over to our website for more. So, well, let's take a moment and introduce ourselves and who we've got with us today. Um, so first, I'm going to go to Rebecca. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? I'm Rebecca Mazzacci. My fraternal twin boys are three and a half years old now, and I'm a stay-at-home mom with them, luckily for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm thinking three and a half. You know, that's that's a great age. I'm thinking, and boys, I bet they have lots of energy. We have, yeah, we have like a, a fitness program we have them on. Every day we have like to get outside and we've got to go at least a mile. 
It doesn't matter how we get there. Bikes, running, walking, something. At least a mile must be traveled in order for them to not act like wild animals. <laughs> so, so, okay, do, do they have their own Fitbits? I have to had to ask. <laughs> no, I keep track of it on my phone. So they probably go more than a mile because they're often running further and then coming back or whatever. But they have their little Strider bikes. Can't recommend those enough. Interesting. That's, that's a great Yeah. <laughs> great idea. Yeah. And uh, Sunny, tell us about your family. So I have four kids. Uh, my oldest two are my singletons. I have a five-year-old who's turning six in a couple months. And then I have, um, actually just yesterday, my three-year-old turned four. So now I have to practice saying I have a four-year-old. It's been a while since I've had to say that. And my twins are my girls who are about two and a half years old. And um, yeah, as far, I have identical girls. And as far as today's topic is concerned, I did um, have anemia throughout my pregnancy with my girls. And I also think I'm just a bit anemic in general. So it really wasn't, you know, a big surprise. But yeah, so I've got some experience with today's topic. And I'm your host. I'm Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. And I have uh, my twins are six years old and uh, very curious. I see them kind of peeking in as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I know you're talking about me. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then I do, I have a a singleton girl and she is three years old and, uh, or I should say three and a half going on six. (laughs) So we call her the third twin. So, um, and she's, she's our spunky one. Gotta say that. (laughs) So I, and you know, as far as our topic, you know, I, I didn't experience anemia during my pregnancy, but I did have anemia postpartum. That's for sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So before we start our conversation today, we are going to share an iTunes review. So you guys know you can listen to Twin Talks through iTunes. If you have an iPhone, you have a little podcast app, and we're available in there as well. And we're always asking our listeners to leave reviews because this is the best way for people to find Twin Talks if you are a fan of iTunes and if you use iTunes. The more reviews you get in iTunes and the more people rate you, the higher you show up in search results. So it's really important for twin parents to be able to find us and that's a great way to do it. So we have a review here. I would say the person's name, but it's written in Hebrew and I can't read Hebrew. So I'm sorry, whoever wrote this, but I do want to thank you. The title of this review is, I enjoy your podcast so much. And he or she gave us five stars. And so this is what it says. It says, hi, Sunny. I've been listening to all of your new mommy media podcasts for years from Jerusalem, Israel. I have two singletons, but I still enjoy listening to Twin Talk. I am a nurse and I enjoy the information I get there. Thanks. So I thought this was so interesting. I think about twin talks in terms of, you know, parents of obviously twins and triplets listening to us, but I never think about 
parents of singletons listening. And so I shared this with Christine. I'm like, isn't this like the coolest thing ever that someone's listening to us from Jerusalem? <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really awesome. And you know, it's, it is funny. I guess sometimes we, we get caught up in, um, you know, we see all the twin stuff, you know, from our own country, mostly here in North America. But you know, it is, there's universal challenges. And definitely, yeah. I mean, if, and if you've got kids that are close in age, I mean, you know, of course, we always hear, oh, well, yeah, I've got the kids that are 13 months apart. So it's just like having twins. The Irish twins. No, the Irish yeah. twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for all of you out there who have Irish twins, it can be for you too. <laughs> it can. <laughs> Absolutely. And obviously for people all over the country and all over the world. So this is awesome. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't left a review for Twin Talks, please do so. It's super easy to do. Look for that ratings and review section. Uh, again, whether you listen through the iTunes app right on your laptop or your desktop, or if you have your, your iPhone handy, um, those are the best ways to do it. Super easy. Just a couple quick clicks and you're there with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, today we're here to talk about anemia. It's a medical condition that affects many pregnant women, and especially those carrying twins. And we're here with Dr. Wade Schwendeman of San Diego Perinatal Center, who is helping identify the risks and treatment of this condition. So, Dr. Schwendeman, can you just give us an overview? What is anemia, and and is it you know a, a major concern during pregnancy? Uh, absolutely, anemia is a major concern during pregnancy. Specifically, anemia refers to uh, a low blood count. Um, there are literally dozens uh, of different causes for anemia, but by far in pregnancy, and especially in twin pregnancy, the most common cause is iron deficiency anemia. When a woman becomes pregnant, her blood volume increases by about 50%, but the, the red cell mass and the blood cell mass only increases by about 33%. So naturally, a person becomes more anemic when they get pregnant over the course of the first uh, half of the pregnancy or so. And this is basically nature's way of protecting women from excess blood loss at the time of delivery. Your blood volume increases by up to two and a half liters by the time you're full term. And so by making sure that your blood is thinner, your body is still able to carry that oxygen around, even if you lose a little bit of extra blood at the time of delivery. Back before we had, you know, immediate access to blood transfusions and the medical care that we have now. So it's a great natural uh, demonstration of how evolution has protected us a little bit. The, the definition actually involves a hematocrit of less than 33% during the first trimester and less than 32% during the second or third trimester. To put it in perspective, the normal for a woman is generally from 35 to 45%. Uh, so pregnancy is, they've already set the bar a little bit lower in terms of what's anemic when you're pregnant versus when you're not. Wow. And then for, for, you know, expecting moms of twins, I mean, are the standards still the same as uh, for women only carrying one baby? The, the cutoffs are the same, but uh, the incidence or the chance that you're going to get it is much higher 
because just like with everything else, when you're carrying twins, I'm sure you guys have talked about this many, many times, you're much more likely to have it when you're carrying twins than you are when you're carrying one baby. Virtually every pregnancy complication is increased in twins and anemia is no different. So is it typical? I mean, is it much more common for moms of twins to have anemia compared to moms of singletons? Virtually all twin moms. I mean, I don't want to say all, but virtually all twin moms will have some degree of anemia. And it's pretty uncommon for our twin moms not to need iron supplementation at some point, even during pregnancy. So if you're a twin mom and you've gone all the way through pregnancy without being on iron supplementation, consider yourself lucky. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised that my OBGYN didn't tell me that. I wish that I had been told that along with all the other risks of twin pregnancy because anemia seems like such an easy thing to treat or prevent. Mm -hmm. It does. I mean, they tell us to put, you know, do regular supplements, but it almost sounds as though maybe the regular supplements themselves aren't necessarily adequate for twin moms. That's true. Some doctors will have people take an extra prenatal vitamin if they're carrying twins. Not everyone does that. It's, I wouldn't say there's a standard. They're not necessarily right or wrong, but there's a lot of different uh, potential ways that people try to treat anemia. The problem with iron supplementation is if you don't take it exactly right, uh, you're going to end up just being very constipated and not really absorb much of the iron at all, <laughs> which, which <laughs> well, that's not good. to begin with. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Not fun. (laughs) It's really more about the mother providing the iron and it's it's a adaptation. But is there any relation to the type of twins that she's carrying, whether they're sharing the placenta or I mean, is is there any difference for either for her or the twins um, in, in the different twin types? There's not really. In terms of anemia for mom, mom is just as likely to become anemic whether she's carrying monochorionic twins or dichorionic twins or identical twins versus fraternal twins, okay? The twins themselves, however, one of them could become anemic in utero, and I think we'll touch on that in the next segment, but that is something that really doesn't have a direct link to whether or not mom is anemic. Mom is basically anemic because babies are doing what babies do and growing and taking their nutrients and uh, supplies from mom. And sometimes they take more than mom really should be giving, but they're going to take it anyway. So that's how it goes. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think that continues for years, right? <laughs> yes, it they does. Take and take. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> Whatever <know>. they need. <laughs> you had mentioned some, I think, you know, statistics about how much, I think, hematocrit is in the blood. And so, so how is the diagnosis usually done to say how, yeah, you've got anemia. The diagnosis is made through a blood count assessment. We routinely do a complete blood count for every mom during her initial prenatal labs. And so we look at uh, the hemoglobin and hematocrit. If the hematocrit is less than 33% during the first trimester and less than 32% during the second or third trimesters, mom's diagnosed with anemia. Now, at that point, there are several, like I said, dozens of different types of anemia. There's another test that comes with the blood count, which is called the mean corpuscular volume. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> sorry, right? the, na- the name. I, mean, I just like so- has the word pus in it. <laughs> Cor- corpuscular. O r p u s c u l a r. It's basically it's uh, it tells us about the level of volume of the cells themselves. That test, if it's normal or a little bit low, can be a sign of iron deficiency. And I'd say that's the most common result. But it's important to check that 
as doctors, we're always making sure that we have that because sometimes we'll pick up women who otherwise would have had history of inherited anemia, like a thalassemia or a sickle cell anemia, something along those lines, where that number will be low. Uh, But we routinely screen everybody during the first trimester, and we screen them again when you do your wonderful diabetes test at 24 to 28 weeks. The beautiful diabetes test, yes. (laughs) So so it sounds like the most twin moms, I mean, when they're getting just the regular prenatal care early on, they would be doing some type of a lab, providing blood in a lab sample. And was this through a regular OB? I mean, we know you're a specialist in maternal fetal medicine, but not all twin moms are necessarily seeing a maternal fetal specialist. So is this something that regular OBs would be requesting as well? Absolutely. Every single pregnant mom is going to have the routine blood work drawn uh, during their first trimester. You probably remember going in and getting your six or seven tubes of blood drawn for all the infection studies and things like that. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yes. With your urine sample? <laughs> forget. But at that point, one of the tests that's done is uh, a complete blood count. So Okay. So that's good. Well, it's good to know that we don't have to ask for it. No, no. no. We, we screen everybody for it. And hopefully... We as doctors, we, of course, review every piece of paper that comes in front of our office or digital uh, lab result that comes through. So we're often, uh, we're basically reviewing lab results every day. (laughs) And if we see anything, you'll get a call from somebody and they'll tell you about what to do next. And speaking of what to do next, so I think, you know, you'd mentioned earlier about taking iron supplements. I mean, but the prenatal forms of iron supplements. So is, is that the typical treatment or are there other recommended treatments for anemia during the pregnancy? So the most important thing is to make sure that we know what kind of anemia you have. And we're talking about anemia in general here, but the great majority of anemia in pregnancy, especially in moms carrying twins, is iron deficiency anemia. And so if a person is low in iron, our treatment is to give them back some extra iron. There's a couple ways to do that, several different iron preparations, or you can try to consume additional amounts of iron-rich foods. Uh, If a mom has a low enough iron level, we may talk about intravenous iron rather than pills. Intravenous iron works faster in getting your blood count up, but if we go a whole month with treatment, the effectiveness is the same. So if I give you IV iron today and I give it to you again 48 hours later, which is the typical practice, we usually give two doses, sometimes three. What we end up doing is we'll raise your blood count faster with IV iron on day five and day 14, you know, with those more frequent testing times, the earlier testing times. But if we get all the way to, to a month and a half, the IV iron has not changed your blood count any more than the pills will. Okay. So for people who are generally mildly anemic, we'll end up uh, using just pills. I'd say the great majority of people end up uh, using just pills. Occasionally, if someone's blood count is particularly low, we'll end up using IV iron. But that's a lot more expensive. It's done in a hospital or in an outpatient center. Much more difficult to do for moms and a lot more time involved. Additional testing is required. It's, it's a pain. And now I have to ask, okay, you mentioned some of the iron supplements, you know, are constipating. Is IV iron supplement, is that constipating it's too? Really not. Um, <laughs> maybe, so maybe we should ask, oh can I just get the right. IV? Well, I have to say, I really didn't want to take the iron pills because who wants to be constipated? So I looked everywhere and I found um, liquid Floridix and it, it is truly the most horrible taste in the world. <laughs> And it smells even worse. So it's it was like torture two times a day. But I was not constipated at all. I'm happy to report. Yes. And it it really worked. And 
it's kind of pricey, but I really felt like it was worth it. And there were a couple of times I skipped a day because I was like, I just can't, I can't taste this today. It's too horrible. And I would feel the effects immediately. I would start to feel lightheaded again and, and tired and the symptoms of anemia would come back. And so, but it was good. And I ended up taking it probably eight weeks postpartum and it was no constipation. I can't can vouch for it. I don't know if it would be like that for everybody, but the bad taste was worth it for that. You know, hey, uh, Rebecca, I want to take a step back because, um, you know, I wanted to, to kind of just talk about how you discovered that you were anemic. Because I think, you know, talking that about doing tests, I think not everybody figures out that they're anemic just from lab tests. How about for you? Yeah. The doctor mentioned um, a test during the first trimester and at 24 weeks. And I was right in the middle when I was diagnosed. I was 18 weeks pregnant um, when I almost fainted at work and then came to and was sick and ended up going to the hospital in an ambulance, not really knowing what was wrong. Oh my gosh. I was diagnosed with anemia there. But my biggest concern, of course, was the babies. And to see them on the ultrasound just flailing away and having a great old time in there while I'm like struggling to remain (laughs) vertical. It was reassuring that they were fine (laughs) and that um, I was the one that needed to have a little boost. And I was glad of all the possibilities that I could have been rushed to the hospital. Anemia is an easy fix. Right. And you fainted at work. So I'm sure that was a really fun experience and concerned (laughs) colleagues. And (laughs) yes, I'm a middle school teacher. And so luckily there were no students around. It was lunchtime, but it's definitely not a good feeling to, to be so powerless, especially in a situation when you're supposed to be on top of things and in charge. Yeah. And yeah, it was really scary. But luckily, I have wonderful colleagues and they took care of me and I was able oh. to get what I needed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, I think, Sunny, I don't think you your experience was quite as dramatic. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, mine was pretty boring, Rebecca, compared Good. to yours. Um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier, I'm a bit anemic even when I'm not pregnant. You know, if I'm going to give blood or something, I have to take pills before I do give blood. And, you know, I just re- I have to watch it. I, I don't do anything. I don't do any kind of regular maintenance on a day-to-day basis. I probably should, but I don't, with the exception of taking like a multivitamin or something, which I'm sure is helping, but I don't take anything specifically just for iron. And I didn't actually with my singletons either. I, to my knowledge, gosh, I hope my OBs, you know, didn't tell me to do something and I didn't do it. Um, But I don't think that it was of great concern with my singleton pregnancies. It wasn't until my twin, my my twin pregnancy that, um, and I think it was pretty much from the very beginning. So once they did all those tests, they're like, yeah, you're low. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I can handle taking the pills. I just got the regular, and they're little tiny ones for those of you who have to take them and you don't like swallowing pills. I hope most of them are small. The ones I got were really, really tiny. So I don't like swallowing pills. I, I like I have to take stuff with something other than water or it'll come right back up. Like I'm just not a good pill taker. And so these are really tiny little pills. And I think I actually had to double the dosage. Like I couldn't just take one. I think I had to do two. Um, and I think I had to do that a couple times a day. So I was pretty low. Like, I, I mean, Dr. S could probably like say more on that, but I was really low. <laughs> and so I had to take it. I just went for the good old pills. And to my knowledge, I don't recall ever being, you know, constipated. So it, you know, kind of worked out for me. 
but yeah, I just kind of went the traditional route. No fainting, no nothing. And then now I'm... <laughs> Now I'm feeling like it was a really boring pregnancy, which I guess is what you want. You want a boring pregnancy, actually. You definitely so. want a boring pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first pregnancy. This is my first and only pregnancy. So I didn't know what was normal and what wasn't normal. I didn't have a singleton pregnancy to compare it to. I just, yeah. I was like, oh, pregnant ladies just must be dizzy all the time. Like I just didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. Now, Dr. Schwendeman, I think you you're saying you have these kind of sayings in the office. That's exactly right. You never want to be the interesting case in medicine, period. Because if, if the doctor tells you that's very interesting, that, that, just, that just means we don't see it as often. <laughs> you don't want to be the case study is basically what you're saying. Getting back to the iron thing real quick, the key yeah. to not becoming, anemic, or not becoming constipated when you take pills is to take your iron on an empty stomach. You know, it's very, which is sometimes tough to do because it can be a little bit hard on your stomach, but your body absorbs iron very poorly. If there's anything else that your body can absorb, it's going to absorb that first, more or less. Okay. And so, Sonny, if you happen to be taking your pills with orange juice instead of uh, water, that'll help because vitamin C helps your body absorb iron as well. So making sure that you take your iron pills with orange juice or if you're diabetic, you got to be careful. We'll find it. You can give you a vitamin C supplement instead. But those types of things are great. The concern is that uh, if your body doesn't absorb the iron and it gets into your colon, that's where the constipation really comes from. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's a, it's a great way to try to do that. I will tell you, we sometimes have women on iron three times a day. So twice a day is bad, but it gets worse. Yeah, I was, I was doing twice (laughs) a day. Yeah, I was twice a day too. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about um, what the discovery and treatment process for anemia looks like. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with Dr. Schwendeman about diagnosing and treating anemia. He's helping us understand what the risks are and what we can do about it. So now we've been focusing on the aspect of of moms being anemic during their pregnancy and some of the treatments, which is iron supplements primarily. Um, if so, does that mean if if the mom's taking iron supplements, that I mean, does that guarantee that the twins won't be anemic at birth? No, it doesn't guarantee that twins won't be anemic at birth. But also, being iron deficient doesn't guarantee that the twins will be anemic at birth. Like we were saying, babies tend to take what they need from mom, uh, whether we want them to or not. <laughs> and uh, and so there's still that risk for uh, moms being anemic as well. But the twins becoming anemic, generally, that only happens uh, in cases where there's something going on for the twins. Okay. And so if there were abnormal problems, you know, through the placenta, those sorts of things can cause the twins to be anemic or if babies lost blood or if mom is RH sensitized or sensitized to other things that can cause destruction of the baby's red blood cells. Generally, there has to be something going on that involves the babies themselves. Yeah, it doesn't. So the mom's anemia doesn't affect the baby. So you're saying it's it's a totally separate case altogether. And 
Now, I wanted to ask you, I've heard about a particular kind of anemia, and I wasn't sure if there's a relation with the mom's anemia. And I hope I'm going to say this correctly, but it's, um, I've heard it's twin anemia polycythemia sequence. So I'm just wondering, does, how is this different from general anemia or is there any relation? Can you tell us about that? Sure. Uh, twin anemia polycythemia sequence is a diagnosis that is of the babies themselves. And so um, basically okay. what happens is that one baby has a high blood count, that's the polycythemia, and the other baby is anemic, meaning having a low blood count like we talked about before. This has nothing to do whatsoever with mom's anemia or not. So if mom is anemic or mom does not have anemia, it has nothing to do with twin anemia polycythemia sequence. That's something that's a, a diagnosis of the babies themselves. And so that is related. And twin anemia polycythemia sequence is related more to one baby getting a little bit of extra blood from the other. And so we see this in cases of twin to twin transfusion syndrome uh, that have been corrected, which is a much longer separate discussion that we probably won't want to touch on here. But the bottom line is twin anemia polycythemia sequence is a very rare condition. And as physicians, we're still working out what the best thing to do with this information is once we make this diagnosis, because sometimes, and unfortunately, this is one of those times we make a diagnosis and we don't necessarily have a lot of great treatments for it. So we just kind of watch more closely and maybe deliver the twins early, that sort of thing. So it sounds like, so that's something that's just totally different and it it's only happening in the monochorionic twin. So it's for the majority of twin expecting twin moms we don't have to worry about that then so that's correct <laughs> okay woohoo one last thing, like one last thing. <laughs> yes <laughs> so kind of you know going about thinking about the twins again so um what happens though if the twins are born a bit anemic at birth so um what can mom expect um within the first couple days of, of birth um are they going to be taking iron supplements just like mom did during yeah. pregnancy or you know how's it approached you know, that's a question that really kind of depends on how anemic they are. The majority of the time, if babies are anemic to the point where it is affecting their growth and development, they'll actually receive a blood transfusion rather than being uh, just given iron supplementation. Occasionally they, they will, but most of the time babies are struggling enough and we don't want them to have any lack of oxygen anywhere. So we'll give them the ability to carry more with a blood transfusion. Fortunately, anemia for uh, babies is pretty uncommon and certainly much, much less common than it is than anemia in pregnancy for women. And are babies, I mean, do you know, I guess, is it within the first few days they're getting blood tests and diagnosed? I mean, how does that usually work as far as just the diagnosis of anemia for the babies? Well, babies pretty much all receive, we collect a little bit of blood from the umbilical cord after we've done our delayed cord clamping and letting the, the, sometimes we even let the cord stop pulsating so babies get that blood. And even in in cases of very preterm babies, sometimes we'll milk blood to them so that they basically are having a little bit of a transfusion out of the placenta. That said, after we do that, we collect blood from the placenta and we check a baby, the baby's blood count from that blood. Placental blood is baby's blood. And so we're checking the blood count on that to see if there's any sort of abnormalities. And if we see anemia, then a, you know the, the pediatrician or the neonatologist will start to investigate why that anemia is there and treat it appropriately. Back to the, the moms. I know we've been talking about the, the twins, but back to the moms. 
postpartum anemia, I think, is probably pretty common, and, and, and I experienced that myself. So is, is the postpartum treatment any different than treatment during the pregnancy? Uh, it's really not. The key is making sure that we've got the iron that we're building back up. Your body has an incredible ability to rebuild its own blood stores. And so when you lose blood at the time of delivery, most of the time we don't have to give you blood back. We just let your body naturally build back up its own red blood cell count and its own iron stores and kind of go from there. And so by giving you iron, that process is accelerated. And so we give you a little bit of extra iron after delivery to try and help it up. Some people, um, there's definitely a higher chance that you'll need a blood transfusion after delivery than before. But usually we try to keep that treatment going for at least the six weeks until you have your six-week po- six postpartum visit, sometimes eight weeks or more. Does um, the type of delivery, I mean, you know, have any effect, whether it's a vaginal delivery or a C-section, um, on whether you know, a mom might experience more blood loss or be have iron poor blood. I don't I don't know. That's does that affect it in any way? Absolutely. The average amount of blood loss from a vaginal delivery is less than um, five hundred milliliters or five hundred cc's. That's half a liter. Uh, the average blood loss from mm-hmm. a C section is a little bit less than one liter. So it's about double the blood loss from a C section uh, as it is from a vaginal delivery. And so the chance for anemia is much higher with C-section and the chance for needing iron treatment from that anemia is therefore higher as well. One more reason to avoid a C-section. And it's definitely, uh, for those of you with twins out there, don't just do a C-section because you think it's going to be easier. You absolutely can still, in a lot of cases, try vaginal delivery. And so I would push you towards that because there's no doubt you recover from it faster and that gives you a better chance to chase after two brand newborns. Wow. So there's, there's more to it. I mean, you know, sometimes we hear about uh, moms with C-section saying, oh, I'm just, you know, I feel sore and I feel really tired and mom's doing vaginal delivery said, oh, you know, I had, you know, energy. So it's, it's not just the hormones, but it's literally, you know, it could be, you know, loss of blood loss. So, um, wow, I, I didn't know that. (laughs) And then, you know, in the treatment, the postpartum treatment, um, how long is there any typical length of time when, um, they would be, you know, getting, iron supplements and getting treated? Usually it's six to 12 weeks. Sometimes it can take up to up to three months to, to really fully rebuild that red blood cell volume. But most people, it's in that six to eight week range. And to be quite honest, most people stop taking it when they're tired of it, whether we tell them to or not. <laughs> I think I fall into that category. Oh, <laughs> I'm being I, completely honest. <laughs> I was such a naive first time mom. I thought, oh, the babies will be born and I don't have to take all these pills and do all these things. And they were like, nope, you keep taking them. And oh, I was so sad about that. But I did it for as long as I could. And I think I really needed it for the full eight weeks. And after that, oh my gosh, good riddance. (laughs) I think I quit when my babies came out. (laughs) I think I did. I don't remember taking them and they're still in my cabinet. So I know I didn't finish the bottles. (laughs) You should probably check to make sure they're not expired. And if they are, you should probably get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Well, thanks so much to our parents for joining us today. And be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about anemia and other medical conditions related to twin pregnancy and also our other resources. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. After the show, we'll talk about some foods that are a great source of iron. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So before we wrap up our episode today, we have a segment. I was telling you guys about segments that we do on the show. And and one of the ones we do is called Twin Oops. And I love these stories because these are the funny things that have happened that we've experienced with our twins. It could be something that, you know, a situation that happened between you and your twins, or maybe it's something that funny, you know, that happened between your twins. Um, But we posted a question, actually it was a while back now, on the Multiples of America Facebook page. And we got a bunch of requests um, or, or submissions, I guess. I should say, people sharing their stories. And this one comes from Anne. And I think it's probably something we can all kind of relate to because all of us on the call, all all the parents have toddler age or or even older twins. So this is what Anne said. She said, long drive to see my family. Twins were around two years old in the middle captain's chairs of the car. One twin is really wanting the leapfrog singing matching toy his brother has. We say we're going to switch toys in just a few minutes. They each had one. One had animals, the other had cars. So one twin says, do you want this now? The other says, yes. The twin with the toy went to give it to his brother. And just as the brother reached for it, he took the toy back and then dropped, and she put dropped in quotes, dropped the toy beside the car seat at the sliding door. Brother screamed bloody murder as he could not get the toy that had fallen down, and the twin who dropped the toy was very pleased with himself for making his brother mad. And then she says that, you know, we saw the whole scenario unfold, and she was driving, looking back in the mirror, going, oh my goodness, what am I going to do about this? But I think the older the twins get, I notice that my girls, sometimes they're a little devious. They're like, oh yeah, you want this? Uh, Oops, oops, I dropped it. Uh Uh-oh. And I could just totally see this whole situation unfolding and this poor mom in the car is just I just want to get to where I'm going I just want to get to where I'm going and her twins are fighting in the back so anyone else have any kind of experience with twins doing crazy stuff like this (laughs) mine will know if one is playing with the toy the other one wants then he'll go to his most favorite thing and start playing with it and as soon as he (laughs) notices he'll drop it and and then they kind of run across the room and it's it's funny how early they learn to manipulate each other. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's manipulation. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, you know what? I have to say, now my car looks, I mean, since we're talking about cars, my car looks like a complete disaster right now. And so, you know, our routine, we go to school and they'll usually have a little bit of breakfast, you know, before we leave, but then they also like to kind of bring things with them. So that just means total disaster. I have, you know, like crumbs and fruit and rotting bananas and everything else. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of this, the whole thing, but the manipulation, like, you know, I'll hand them things and, you know, they'll, they're in separate rows right now. And I'll say, okay, can you hand this to your sister? No, no. <laughs> I mean, they just, yeah, they've just flat out refused. And so then, yeah, it, then it ends up getting, it sits on the seat and then it just, gets cold and dried out and like, oh, I'm not going to eat it now. And so then we basically have like rotting 
fruit and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like the alpha male or maybe in our case is alpha female, depending on if you have <laughs> male or female twins. I feel like that's kind of what's going on. They're kind of like testing each other to see, okay, who has the upper hand here? So anyway, and thanks so much for sending this in. We really do appreciate it. If you guys want to send us a twin oops, you can post it on our Facebook page. You can send us an email through our website at newmommymedia.com and we'll share it with our audience. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the boob group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and newbies for newly postpartum moms. This is Twin Talks, parenting times too. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health, or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.